Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show today. BYU Athletics is doing several events this week, and next as a countdown to Big 12, which the Cougars officially become a part of on July 1st. As part of our own countdown, we'll be discussing our votes for the top moments in the BYU football independence era. Plus, as we say hello to a conference, we say farewell to independence. We'll talk about if there's anything we'll miss about the Cougars' autonomous situation. But first, there's no denying that most, if not all of us, are chomping at the bit to finally be a part of a Power 5 conference. What are we most looking forward to with BYU joining the Big 12 specifically? Cleon, how are you going to celebrate on July 1st when BYU officially joins the best conference in the USA? Wow, that's And a, now that we're a part of it, you have to say that, that. That's a bold statement. You're saying that BYU is going to be part of the best conference in the USA. I feel like singing I'm Proud to Be an American exactly. or something like that, well, since it's going to be part of the heartland. Uh, I'm going to be celebrating in Austin, Texas. Okay. I'll be celebrating Perfect. with a Gordo donut. Uh, <laughs> it will be a subdued affair as I munch on my tasty treat in the city that's the home of the University of Texas. And here's why I'm going to celebrate, Lauren, because if the University of Texas had decided to stay in the Big 12 yeah. and not go to the SEC, I don't think this happens. So You're I will, right. I will celebrate the Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners that day saying, thank you for going to the SEC, because without their exit, this day would have never happened. We would happened. not have an entrance. It's so true. As much as it stinks that they're leaving, that is the reason why BYU is in the Big 12. So <laughs> I mean, I'd like... In reality, if yeah. we're just talking about competitiveness, I would like UT and OU to stay. Oh, absolutely. But if you think about it, BYU would not be in the Big 12 if those two schools had stayed. So this is a good day for BYU. We will celebrate Texas saying, see you later, and we'll celebrate our entrance into the Big 12. And you get the best of both worlds those first couple of years. You get to play Texas and Oklahoma and exactly. then say farewell. I might do a little country dancing in honor of our country counterparts, <laughs> and I'll probably take my boys to the big party that BYU is putting on that day and in Green BYU fandom into their little brains, little by little. They're actually doing a huge party, and I think it's going to be so much fun. And I'm not the type... Cleon to start donning the giant like Big 12 stickers like Utah does with the Pac-12 stickers. Now, now. On my car. But <laughs> I'm all about those who are. I love it. Be proud. Be proud to be part of the Big 12. All right. Let's talk about uh, what we're looking forward most with BYU playing in the Big 12. We're just one week away from being able to say BYU is part of a Power 5 conference. It's kind of surreal, honestly, and it's surreal being back in an actual conference but let's talk about why we're looking forward to BYU joining the Big 12 specifically over all the other conferences. Cleon, what do you like about joining this specific conference? Okay, here, so here's my number one. Okay, I like the commission. I like that the commissioner is trying to go on the offensive, and he is really promoting the Big 12. I mean, you just called it the best conference not too long ago. <laughs> to me, it's kind of like the little P5 conference that could. And the reason why I say oh, that is because is just what I said. The two biggest names yeah. are leaving to go to arguably the best football conference in the nation. It's okay? not even arguable. Okay, I mean, you're right. Is. The SEC is. is the best conference in the nation. But Brett Yormark is trying to make this conference matter by doing some bold things. I mean... Uh, what was just announced recently, Mexico. Uh, they said, hey, uh, the Big 12, the Mexico is a natural extension of the Big 12. We're going to play uh, basketball games down there, and we're looking at playing 
football games down there. Uh, the basketball coaches are just, they've just been invited to go to Rucker Park in New York City to do some youth clinics. That's going to include BYU's Mark Pope and Amber Whiting. They're going to go. That could make a difference in recruiting in the mm-hmm. future. Instead of saying, hey, maybe I want to go to UConn, maybe they look at this and they go, hey, maybe I want to go to Baylor. Maybe yeah. I want to go to Kansas. Or maybe I want to go to BYU. I want to get out of New or the Northeast, and I want to go play in one of the best conferences in the nation. So I like that he's out there doing that. I, I like that he's exploring the idea of making men's basketball a bigger deal than what it is right now. I know men's basketball is a big deal, but he's trying to blow this out saying, yeah. guess what? There's more than football. I right. know the SEC is king of football, but guess what? Basketball is really big, too. And we want to be that conference that you look to when it comes to college basketball. And basically just saying that the conference is open for business. Yeah. To boldly come out and say that, hey, we are looking, we are looking for teams to join us. We are looking for organizations to be a part of this great conference. I'm not sure UConn is the answer, but... I mean, at least he's looking at all avenues and trying to explore and figure this out. So that that's my number one, is I like what the conference commissioner is doing to make this conference a strong conference. I just recently read something that uh, a recruit that uh, was being recruited by UConn was told that, hey, we're probably going to be part of the Big 12. So this recruit had reported that. So who knows what's going to happen oh, interesting. with UConn. But yes, Brett Yormack is trying to make the Big 12 as attractive as possible and entertaining, and I love that. My number one is... They have a strong tradition in showing in all sports. Oklahoma just won the national championship in gymnastics and softball, even though they're leaving. I know, I know. TCU made it far in the college baseball world series and obviously made it to the national championship in football last year. They're always incredible in basketball. Texas won the women's volleyball national championship. It's going to be an uphill battle for BYU to compete in this conference, but I'm really excited for the challenge because better opponents will force you to become better. And I think BYU is already at a very high level, especially in the Olympic sports. They are, I mean, yes. they're there. Like, they really are, truly. And they might be, I mean, in the middle of the pack, but, I mean, they're they're definitely there to compete in the Olympic sports. Football and, and basketball, we shall see what happens there. But I just think the better the opponents, the better you're going to become, and you're going to get better recruits. That's just how it goes. So I think it's going to be fun. That's my number one. Okay. My number two is, so far, I love these schools, and let me explain why I say that. I've been going out and gathering stories from the Big 12 schools. That's why I'm going to be in Austin, Texas um, next week. Um, And and in the process of doing that, I've been to four different areas, and I just really kind of love these areas. I've been to Iowa State, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. So I've been to these four areas. These schools mean everything to these communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of these areas that I've talked about are smaller communities. Out of all of these, uh, probably Lubbock, Texas might be the biggest city out of the three that I just, or the four that I just talked about. And you might think, wait, what? Lubbock? Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. Um, Iowa, West Virginia, they have no professional teams in their state. So the fans really, really you know, glom on to those programs. Mm-hmm. That's their professional program. And we heard from fans that say that. I know that there are other new teams in the Big 12 that that's not going to be the case, like Cincinnati or right. or UCF. You know, they've got professional teams in those cities. Right. But there, there's something about the current teams that are in there where it means everything to that community to be a part of that school and to support those athletic programs. I could say the same thing about going to Stillwater and Oklahoma State. It means everything, not only to Stillwater, which is like population 50,000, right. but the surrounding communities around Stillwater, 
it's the same thing. It's just like they love Oklahoma State and they love going to Stillwater to watch games. So I just love the feel of community with some of these programs. And I, by the way, that's not a bag on like TCU or Houston right. or anything like that. But with some of these, some of these communities in these schools, it means everything to them to be a part of this conference, and they love being a part of the Big 12 Conference, too. Which is going to be a really fun contrast to the WCC specifically because BYU playing all these California teams where there's so many other things going on in L.A. and those parts of California and San Francisco and in Portland, Oregon. And, and so, like, the WCC was just this tiny little yeah. dot on the map. And so attendance to some of these games and matches were just so poor. That's why BYU just dominated, and I don't mean in – in specifically winning all the time. I just mean dominated in their fandom in the WCC. So it'll be fun going in the Big 12 where, no, there's going to be fans just as passionate, if not more, than BYU fans. Gonzaga would probably be your only yes. team. To, and that's maybe, comparable. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that, that would be like a Big 12 program. Right. Where it's a smaller community and the fans in that area, not just Spokane, but in and around that area, just really support it. But, I mean, when we talk about supporting sports, when you think about Gonzaga, yes, they really support it, but their gym only held 6,000 people. And right. it was, wasn't that the second largest gym in the yeah. WCC? Uh-huh. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Next to the Marriott Center, it was the second largest gym. And I guess you could kind of say St. Mary's, but really, no. I mean, St. Mary's is very much a niche. I'm not trying to rip on yeah. them. I'm just saying no, they're a Catholic school yeah. in the Bay Area with so many other things going on. Yep. It's just a little bit different. 1,500 to 2,000 seat gyms is way different than going to, uh, I, I believe when we were at WVU just this past weekend, their Coliseum holds fourteen or 15,000 people. Mm. And the town of Morgantown is only 30,000. <laughs> So <laughs> and they probably you get, fill it up. And they fill it up because they get people coming in from neighboring communities right. because they love this team so much. So, yeah, it, it's it's cool to see these communities just embrace these teams and say, no matter where you are in the state, it was interesting from West Virginia fans. The West Virginia fans, they might support Marshall, but they kind of support WVU too hmm. because they're the largest institution in the state. Right. And so they, they're kind of, maybe you don't find a lot of that, but you will find some of it. The, the, they, they might go to another university, but they also support WVU because they're the, they're the right. biggest state institution. Yeah, BYU, the Big 12 is going to be just a whole new beast for BYU fans when they're, they're traveling. And that big is my number two. Fun places to travel to. We got big cities and you got rural towns like we were talking about. There's something for everybody. We've gotten used to consistently playing West Coast teams besides in football. And now we'll get to hit up Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Ohio, Florida, Iowa, Kansas. <laughs> like we're, we're going to be all over the country. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. If you're into traveling, Big 12 is the place for you. Yes. And Brett Yormark wants to... Span both coasts. We'll see if he does that. Uh, my number three, I know we've talked about basketball, but I'm going to say I like that football means a lot to this conference. Yeah. Um, I, I know that you're losing Oklahoma and UT. I get that. And that's it means a lot to those fans, too. But I like that West Texas, I used to live in West Texas, and then I went down to Lubbock. It just, there, there's something about Texas Tech football that they just get amped up about. So I love that it means a lot there. You know, you go to these other places, Oklahoma, it means a lot. Florida, UCF. Now, granted, they're not Florida. They're not Florida State. Totally get that. Yeah. But football means a lot. So UCF fans, I think, are going to come out. You're going to go to Ohio. Yes, Ohio State's the biggest team in that state, too. 
But still, you've got a passionate fan base for the University of Cincinnati there, too. I like that this conference really, really loves their football, even if they aren't the SEC. Right. And you still got the gritty underdogs like Cincinnati and UCF. And you got fans that are so adamant to be supported of the of the underdogs, you know, not the Ohio State or the Florida. They're like, no, we're going to cheer for UCF. We're going to cheer for Cincinnati. My number three is uh, we're going to get an even bigger footprint. Once the Cougars actually start playing all of these teams, especially those in Texas, recruiting opportunities are going to open up. We like to think everyone knows who and where BYU is, but I'm sorry, everybody, they don't. They don't know a lot of people. It's really interesting. We just think we are all-encompassing because there are members of the church all around the country. Not everyone has heard of BYU. In fact, I, I think a lot fewer than we think. But I think once they're in the Big 12, playing with the big dogs in Texas, word is going to spread about the church school in Provo, Utah, who's making a name for themselves among the P5s. At least that's what I hope they're going to say, Cleon. <laughs> we'll see what actually happens. I, I do have a quick four. Um, I like that football matters in this conference. But what I really like is that men's basketball is like what we talked about being trumped up. Now we have yeah. Carter. Carter's in the studio with us. He's one of our producers. He joined us last week. He comes from ACC country. If you had to rank Carter really quickly, if you had to rank whether the ACC or the Big 12 is the best ba- basketball conference, what would you say right now? Easily the Big 12 right now. ACC is the best historical conference, but as of late, you can't say the ACC is top of the top of the power fives, whatever you want to say there. I would go Big 12-1, then probably maybe Big 10-2, Big East, kind of 2A, 2B, and then it's kind of ACC, Pac-12, and go on down. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's interesting because I remember growing up, Lauren, and the ACC was the conference because you had North Carolina, you had Duke, and then if you wanted to, I, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but if you take maybe a tiny step down, you got North Carolina State, and you had Virginia, oh, and, yeah. and they'd become... You know, well, Virginia's a powerhouse. Virginia's become better as the years have gone along. They also were a historical powerhouse when they had Ralph Sampson back in yeah. the 1980s. So I, I, you think of that and you think basketball hotbed. You think of the Big Ten. You think of Indiana and you think of Michigan and you think of some of the great teams at Michigan State that they have. And Ohio State has had some good teams. But it's just amazing to think how much emphasis in the recent years the Big 12 has put into basketball and how good that conference has been and it's because you have a behemoth in kansas yep and then baylor's come to play you know in the past few years well, kansas too. state kansas state has had good solid programs yeah oklahoma state has had yeah. good programs too texas yes oklahoma. i mean yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's almost it is almost top to bottom for truth. such a houston now who's joining the big 12 has exactly done fantastic in basketball exactly for such a football heavy area it's amazing that the Big 12 has kind of turned into a really good basketball conference. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would say about that. Now, Lauren, before we move on to the next thing. Well, I, I was going to say, I know you have some things you want to say that you dislike about the Big 12. Oh, man. You got to go there. Why do you got to go there? I, I, do, you ha- do, do you have any reasons for disliking going to the Big 12? I mean, I don't. I mean, if you... Listen, if you're looking for something negative, you're going to find something negative. Oh, so what you're saying is that I always look for the negative. I see what you're saying here. No, okay. no, no. I think, I mean, man, ideally, would BYU fit better in the Pac-12? And I don't mean like mindset-wise, probably not, right? BYU fits better in the Pac- in the Big 12 because of its religious affiliates. But location-wise, geographically, it fits way better in the Pac-12. You know, and it's it's going to be really expensive for fans to travel. It's, it's going to be very unlikely that... 
a lot of people from Utah are going to be heading to UCF year after year. That I would say that's the one negative about it. But okay. what do you think? That that was actually that's probably my one A one B. It's just yeah. geography. Yeah. The nearest team that you have in the Big Twelve is Lubbock, Texas. And let me tell you, it's not easy to get to Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Lubbock has a small airport. Um, West Virginia, getting to that, you have to fly into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then drive about an hour south uh, into West Virginia. And by the way, Morgantown is beautiful. But it's, again, not the, some of these places are not easy to get to. Des Moines, uh, or excuse me, Ames, Iowa, you fly into Des Moines, and then you have to travel 30 minutes. That's really not that bad. Um, I, I just it, It's just long travel for... I'm going to say the non-football teams. Yeah, it's a lot of travel yeah. for see some of these teams, and 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 I would rather see them play in the Pac-12. I, I'm going to say I'm a Pac-10 guy. Yeah, I I lived in Oregon growing up, so I like the Pac-10, and I've said that before. I I wish that BYU were playing the Pac-10 schools because they have a lot of history with Pac-10 schools. Playing your Oregon's, playing your Arizona's, your Arizona State's, your UCLA's, your USC's, even though those two teams are leaving now. Yeah. But I mean, they, there was history there, and I like that history of playing those teams. So it's kind of 1A, 1B. It's the travel. I like the history of BYU playing against old Pac-10 foes, and you could, if you wanted to say even Utah in there, there's something there too. But the other thing that is just, it's the it's the specter of relevance. Is the Big 12 going to be relevant in 10 years' time? Since football is the Pac 12 going to be relevant? And I, no, no, no. Right? And that, it, that's, that's the other thing, yeah. too, is that uh, are Utah and BYU in this area where it's just like, hey, we're pretty good. You should include us, but are they going to be included? Because now you have the SEC and the Big 10. And who knows what's going to happen with the ACC, too. I really well, don't know. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's those two conferences versus the world, yeah. right? I mean, that's what it comes so down I, to. So I guess for me, it's the worry of the unknown, which I shouldn't be worried about. I'm really happy BYU is going into the Big 12. I just hope that it's sustainable and that we see you know, some fruit that bears fruit. Wow, that was really bad. But you know what I'm fruit saying. Fruit that bears. Uh, trees that bear fruit. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I'm off the rails I here. I know you so. meant. I'm we all know here. what you mean. Yeah. We all know what you mean. No, I, I think, yeah, it's going to be difficult for these. People are going to show up for football. BYU fans are crazy. That's what you forget, Cleon. BYU fans are crazy. They show up and they show out no matter where you are in the country, right? Like, it's just they love their team. Members of the church are everywhere. I, I think as far as that goes, I think it's going to be okay. And I think it's really cool for for uh, BYU fans that are around the country to have the opportunity to go to these different schools, you know, wherever they're at. I think it's safe to say that we're not going to miss independence as a whole. Sayonara is what I say to independence. It was stressful. I can't imagine how Tom <laughs> Homo feels. I'm stressed. I was stressed. Uh, but there were certain aspects of having that autonomy that were kind of nice. Cleon, what, if anything, will you miss about being independent? Freedom. Freedom to be able to go out and schedule whomever they wanted to schedule. Yeah. You know, it's not like they were tied down to playing certain teams every single year. Uh, I know it's good to be in a conference. I I could make another argument about something else about being in a conference, you know, compared with independence. But right. I just love the freedom. I mean, 
I love the excitement. It was fun to kind of see who they were going to play each season. Mm-hmm. Um, just think about last season. Think, look, look at this schedule. Oregon, Arkansas, Notre Dame, Stanford, Boise State, Baylor. I mean, we're talking what? How many different conferences there and another independent? We're talking they played teams from all over the nation, and it was fun to see them go in and play these teams. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I I liked that they were able to play so many teams from so many different conferences. I just enjoyed that. Even some of the smaller teams that they played. I I liked going to play those teams, too. I thought it was just a lot of fun. I know that meant there were fewer rivalries, but, you know, it gave a sense of what it would be like to be a national team, like a mini national team, I guess you could say. I like that. And I like that ESPN valued the Cougars. Yes. That they said, we see value in you. Let's let's do a partnership here together. And I'm not talking about the money thing. I'm just talking about... They saw the value and tr- tried to promote them as much as possible. And, and we talk, we're talking about bowl games or early season games or whatever. I like the ESPN do that. Did that? We're not going to see that as much now because now they're just part of the conference. And then finally, uh, I, you know, if I'm going to go with the homerism here, I like that I could see a lot of games on BYU TV, and that's not going to happen now. Yep. I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to be able to see women's volleyball on BYU TV anymore because it's now going to be on ESPN Plus probably. And I guess I got to get an ESPN Plus account if I want to watch those volleyball games or I go to the ones at home and we'll see what happens to the ones on the road. But it's that. It's It's the fact that I'm not going to be able to see a lot of games locally on BYU TV for free. Yes, I'm a cheapskate. As most of us are. Truthfully, uh, yes, I I'm really bummed about that as well. The BOU TV thing because I I feel like the production, not biased whatsoever, was honestly phenomenal. And anyone who watched it, even from other schools, talks about how great of a job BOU TV would do on those games. So, yes, that's gonna stink. Um, I think you never knew where the Cougars were gonna play year to year, and it kept us on our toes. Exactly like you said, it was kind of fun when Tom Homo would announce BYU was playing Tennessee or Notre Dame or USC or Wisconsin. Independence gave BYU the flexibility to play teams from all around the country, which gave fans from everywhere a chance to see the team play. So I, that is something I definitely will miss because if you like a little bit of spontaneity. You loved BYU and Independence. What I did not like, Cleon, was that BYU played this really top-heavy schedule at the beginning of the yeah. year, and then towards the end they're playing these these lesser teams. So if they had a strong showing in the beginning, and then they're getting beat by the UABs of the world that just kind of destroyed your whole season, you know, yeah. and there no, was just I, nothing I, I, I you were playing you. for. So that's that's obviously why you have to be in a conference but yes, there, there are definitely some things we're going to miss. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have our top five moments in BYU's independence era. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. To prove independence wasn't all bad, here are our top five moments in BYU's independence era. Number five, Cleon, Puka Nakua's game-winning catch versus Boise State 2022. I loved the Boise State rivalry. I think that was a great 
a great bright spot in Independence. The improbable catch that gave BYU its first ever win on the Smurf turf and a final victory over Independence rival Boise State. That's my number five. Okay, number four, Tennessee double overtime in 2019. Zach Wilson's 64-yard pass to Micah Simon to put BYU in field goal range to send BYU to overtime. Then the giant push from the O-line and Tyson Williams to get into the end zone to secure the double overtime win. I remember I was actually at a wedding reception during that game and I just kept checking my phone like what's going on <laughs> oh my goodness they tied it up type of thing so that that was an exciting game before Zach Wilson's pass I read that there was a 0.4 percent chance that BYU was going to win that game <laughs> and look what happened I love it I love college football number three the manga miracle at Nebraska in 2015 lest we forget Taysom gets injured and recently returned missionary Tanner Mangum comes in and chucks a Hail Mary to Mitch Matthews for the win. Fans were stunned. Bronco Mendenhall's victory dance was the most memorable part for me <laughs> of that. He's doing his, his windy arm dance, and you rarely saw him show emotion. So that was such a great moment in Independence. I loved it. I, see, my favorite was when Taron Houck hugs the referee. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, love it. I, I love when he hugs the referee after he call, he's calling touchdown the referee and Taron Hout goes up and gives him a hug and then and runs And the ref's back. like, do I call a penalty? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. By the way, could we say 3A the following week's Please. Hail Mary against yep. Boise State? Could we? Let's just Absolutely. throw that in as 3A. Yes, because it's, yes. It's kind of nice. It was like back. a package deal of mm-hmm. two Hail Marys. One of them won the game. Another one put BYU ahead. It, it was just kind of a fun two weeks to be a BYU football fan. Uh, number two, 2011 victory at Ole Miss. First game of independence and an SEC country. BYU pulls off the huge upset after scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter. Kyle Van Noy, man, he was he was the man. Amazing. Sacked so the quarterback good. on third and long, forced the fumble, recovered it for the go-ahead touchdown. That was a great way to start independence. So it, it was a re- That was even, the very first game of independence. How it, cool is that? Even though it was what, 14 to 13 was the final score, yeah. it was still at the end you were really excited for the win. Because it's all miss. Come on. All right, number one. Taysom Hill versus Texas in 2013 and 2014. 2013, he and Jamal Williams rushed for 441 yards in the win. Bleacher Report later called it the game that changed Texas football. (laughs) That has to be number one because they were just on top of the world. And then seriously, BYU beats them and Mac Brown gets fired and they just go downhill. Uh, Yeah, and then BYU beats Texas in Austin 41-7 the next year with the famous Taysom Leap. See? Good things in independence. <laughs> I love it. All right, hit me with some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. BYU finally beats Utah in 2021 after nine straight losses. Yeah, that was a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, BYU defeats ASU 27-17 in 2021. The noise and the noise inside the stadium. Everyone talked about how loud it was inside the stadium. And then Tyler Algier's amazing punch out. So good. Uh, after t- Jaron Hall threw an interception, and then they ended up recovering the ball. And I- Jaron Hall recovered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fumble. Uh, number three, BYU beats USC and current Cougar quarterback Keaton Slovis in 2019. <laughs> and the 2016... Uh, uh, Okay, I threw this in here just because it was an exciting game, yep. not so much the opponent. BYU beats Toledo 55 to 53. It was a, it, it, that game was so much fun. And Jamal Williams just ran all over the place on awesome Toledo's defense. Game. I was uh, I I was sideline reporting that game for BYU TV and I was like falling asleep. We definitely went past midnight. We definitely went into the <laughs> Sabbath of that Toledo game. All right, let's bring in Carter for some uh, independence trivia which we may or may not be Absolutely terrible at. I also added some WCC trivia as well. Ooh, okay, 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 perfect. Good, good, good. All let's, right, let's uh, let's get things going. Let's start with Lauren first. Oh, no. Here we go. This one should be easy. 
What was the well, don't hi- say that. <laughs> it should be easy. Okay, let's hear What it. was the highest ranked home win during the Independence era in football? Highest, highest ranked home win. Yep. Oh, because I think Wisconsin number six was on the road. Highest ranked home win Ooh. during Independence. Do, do, I need do. to know this. Was it USC? Baylor. Well, crap. That Baylor. was just l- last year. It was Baylor. There you go. Last right. season. Well, don't say it was easy because I <laughs> missed it. All right, Cleon, uh, kind of along the same lines. What was the highest ranked away win during the Independence era? Oh, well, I, I just gave it to you. Lauren gave, it, gave it, away. it to me. She'll say Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were number six, right? Yes. All yes, right. they were. And uh, let's move on. Let's do WCC real quick. Okay. So we're going to do a little over-under. Over-under BYU wins against Gonzaga, six and a half. Uh, under. Cleon. I'm going to go over. It's under. Six wins. Woo-hoo! Oh, man. Oh, six yeah. wins. I did not know that. That was a tough one. All right. Over under. Ten and a half wins versus St. Mary's. I'm going to say oh, under. under. Yeah, it was ten. <laughs> it was ten. <laughs> oh, you're putting them close. You're really <laughs> right. testing us here. Uh, last two. Which team did the Cougars have the most victories against during their time as an independent? The most victories against? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they played Boise State the most. Ooh, that you could include Utah State in there, too. Oh, and Utah. Oh, it's got to be Utah State. It's Utah State. Yeah. Good job, Cleon. Boise State and Hawaii, I believe, are tied for second. Okay. okay. And then Idaho State's right behind them. Woo! Bengals! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then last one, true or false, BYU won consecutive bowl games during their time in independence. Uh, true. What years? Did they win consecutive bowl games? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It was 2019 and 2020. They lost in 2019. Oh, crap. It was uh, 16 so and 17. before that. 2011 and 2012. I was oh, going to wow. say it probably was early on. It's probably Bronco Mendenhall. Okay. Yeah. There well, you Carter, thanks for making us look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. We appreciate you coming on. All right, guys, and that does it for us today. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.